Thanks for joining us for another amazing message from C3 Church Calgary. Our hope is that our podcast will equip and connect you to Jesus. Now prepare your hearts to receiving something new from God today. Uh, I want to talk this morning about um, neglected things. It's a new series that, we're, that we've started, Neglected Things. We're starting today. Um, when, when we think about baptism, there's three elements that are always involved in baptism. I'm, I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit, one of the neglected things today. Um, Jesus, so the three elements, maybe three elements. There's always a baptizer. There's the element in which you're baptized into. And then there's fruit of that baptism. So John was a baptizer, John the Baptist. The element was water, and the fruit was repentance. Jesus came and he was the baptizer. The element was the Holy Spirit, and the result would be that we would be witnesses. That's the fruit of the baptism. And so a couple of weeks ago, I was preparing for a funeral, and I thought about this term that's used to describe the Holy Spirit, he's called the comforter. And while I knew that, I actually had to ask myself, okay, so how does he actually comfort? Because very uniquely, one of the first names for God is Elohim, and it means the God who will be known by name. So when we talk about God, we actually can talk about the God that's known by name. The amazing thing about that is throughout scripture, there's names that it's given to God, and what we know is he'll never violate his name. One of his names is healer. One of his names is provider. That's who he always and consistently is. So when I think of the mystery of the Trinity and the Holy Spirit, how one of his names is comforter, he will always comfort. And I sometimes think how valuable that is because the Christian walk is really an off-road experience. And, and the reason that he's a comforter is because we need comforting. So <clears throat> I want you to turn to Acts chapter 2 as we talk about the Holy Spirit. And I, and I personally think there's been a lot of confusion around who the Holy Spirit is and how he functions. And I just thought of that term, comforter, when I was thinking this last week as Kate Spade took her life at 50, in her mid-50s, who had sold her business, um, I think four years ago, for just over $100 million. And you'd think, why would someone with that much money need comforting? And then Anthony Bourdain, the chef, the French chef, same thing, at 61, takes his life, very famous, But something was missing in his life. May I submit to you today that that something is the Holy Spirit. And and, and as classic Pentecostals, we talk about certain experiences and expressions of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to take a little different path this morning. While all of that is true, I'm going to take a little different path this morning and suggest to you that the Holy Spirit is one thing that we neglect, and he promised that he would always be with us. And I love that that he's always with us, but my personal conviction today is I think I neglect him on a very regular basis. Not intentionally, but very consistently. So it says in Acts chapter two on the day of Pentecost, 
Seven weeks after Jesus' resurrection, the believers were meeting together in one place and suddenly there was a sound. There was a, this, was, this is the Holy Spirit when he came has a sound. I, I find that intriguing. He has a sound, and it was like a roaring of a mighty windstorm in the skies above, filled the house where they were meeting, and then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on them, and then they saw something. So there was a sound, and then they saw something. And lastly, as, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in languages as the Holy Spirit gave them their ability. I circled that as I read it this week, a sound, they saw something, and then they spoke. The Holy Spirit, when I think of him, I sometimes have thought of him more like a vapor or like Casper the ghost or something. But he's a person, and as a result, as a person, he has a personality. And when I think the Holy Spirit can be grieved, there's a part of me that kind of grieves that he can be grieved. It says that there was a sound, I love that, that there was a sound. he, and they were in the upper room. And then, and, and then it says that they spoke in languages that the locals understood. My conviction is this, is when the Holy Spirit is filling their, your life, there should be a sound from you, and there should be some evidence from you that he is actually controlling your life. There should be evidence. Um, I think one of the evidences is the way that they spoke, everybody in that region understood what they said. May I ask us as a church to be able to speak in a language and a vernacular that everybody understands and not end up in like high church language? When we talk to people, could we just talk normally to them in a language that they'll all understand? When the Holy Spirit is filling your life and when he's controlling your tongue, the people, the local people, those people will understand what you're saying. The people at Walmart and Starbucks will understand, and Cabela will understand your language. <clears throat> and I'm just as guilty as anybody because I'm in this little bubble. <clears throat> and we talk a certain tone and a certain sound. And I think sometimes the people who are in the marketplace, they're wondering, what flipping planet are you from? Nobody talks like that anymore. And the same thing is we should dress contemporarily and we should act contemporarily. When the Holy Spirit is filling your life, you will become the most practical person on earth. Not the weirdest. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> it's obvious that the filling of the Holy Spirit is not the enemy's work because later on in verse 11, it says they spoke of the wonderful things of God. When our lives are filled with the Holy Spirit, we will talk about the wonderful things of God. <clears throat> so we had a couple who were involved in our church and they, uh, a number of years ago, and they said when we were growing up, we never heard too much about the Holy Spirit in our uh, church. We, we used to talk about the Trinity as the Father, Son, and the other fella. Well, I don't want us to be a church that's afraid of talking about the Holy Spirit. And I don't want us to be people who are afraid of the Holy Spirit. Some people think if you're filled with the Spirit that not only will you be weird, but you'll lose control. May I suggest to you that's contrary to his nature and his name. Because one of the evidences of the Holy Spirit in your life is self-control. You get control back again. Another evidence is joy. We need to be the happiest people on earth. Come on. All right. 
So the Holy Spirit, um, I'm just referring now to a few passages uh, throughout the scriptures. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commands, and I'm gonna ask the Father, and he'll give you a counselor. Uh, one version says a savior in, the, in the, the Passion Translation, and I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be just like a friend to you. Did you know the Holy Spirit can be like your friend? What a, what a great thing. I mean, you probably got enough friends, but they're just friends on Facebook. He could be a real friend. And he said, and, and, and the world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. But you will know him intimately because he will make his home with you and he'll live inside you. I promise that I won't leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. I'll come back again. Soon I'll leave this world and they will see me no more, but you will see me because I will live again and you will come alive too. I just love that about the Holy Spirit is that he's, would be a, he would be a counselor, he'd be a comforter, and he would lead us into truth. I, I love that. Um, I, I'm thinking about, he says how he will, he'll, he will, I'm gonna ask the Father. Jesus, this is just interesting how the Trinity works. That Jesus was gonna ask the Father to send the Spirit. It's, the, 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 the Trinity doesn't function like a board of directors. It's, an, it's not a democracy in the Trinity. It's because they all trust one another. <laughs> and they all believe in one another. <clears throat> I love that. <clears throat> so he says that I'm gonna ask the Father. The term here, and he was gonna send you a comforter, a counselor. If I said to you that I, today that I'd, I, I'm gonna offer you free counseling for the rest of your life, would anybody be interested in that? Because we need counseling. But we maybe don't need counseling from specific types of counselors, but we definitely need counseling from the Holy Spirit. But here's the trick, is if we ask the comforter or the counselor to come, we need to listen to his counsel. So I'm gonna share with us this morning how to, how to listen to his counselor. The word, the Greek word for counselor, uh, counselor or comforter here is the Greek term parakletos. And it means uh, these few things. It means counselor and comforter, but it also means advocate. Somebody who will speak up on your behalf. The Holy Spirit is speaking up on your behalf. To, who does he have to speak up to on my behalf? He's also an encourager. The term also means intercessor, and it means, as well, is it means helper. That he, the Holy Spirit would be an encourager to you. I need encouragement. So do you. We all need encouragement. Just when I got this perfect mic, now it's acting up. Dear Jesus, come on, help me, Holy Spirit. I, I decided what I was doing when I was reading through this. I thought to myself, who's the most encouraging person I know? Some of you in here are incredibly encouraging. I submit to you that that's the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. If you were to just think of the most encouraging person, the person, because to encourage means to put courage into. Here's what we should be saying to everybody we meet, you can do it. No, you're gonna make it. Don't give up, you're gonna get through. Because we have one who will advocate on our behalf and will continually pour courage into us. Do you know what I've found when I'm around encouraging people? I wanna be around them more. I decided to send a message to the most encouraging person I know. 
And here's what he said to me. First of all, he said, you've made my day. Another minister in our movement. But honestly, when I think of him, I just think he's always encouraging people. And then he said this to me. I need to be more intentional about uh, getting together more often with you. Well, what, what, no, what a strange thing. Well, he, when someone believes in you, you want to be around them. The Holy Spirit believes in you. You should want to be around the Holy Spirit all the time. <laughs> and his personality is that, that he will always encourage you. And he'll always support you. He'll always be, have your back because he'll advocate on your behalf. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are the most comforting, the most encouraging, and the most helpful people on the planet. When the Holy Spirit is present in your life, you're not grumpy, you're hopeful. And then the result of that is that you'll make everybody around you hopeful as well. The Holy Spirit, I love this. Um, Okay, so what's the Holy Spirit like? His, some of his, he's described sometimes as a dove, but he's not a dove. He was described once as a burning bush, but he's not a burning bush. He's described in Acts here as a wind, but he's not a wind. They describe his nature, and it's kind of the mystery of the Trinity for me. In the Old Testament, it says that the Holy Spirit was like a fire, a pillar of fire. What did that function as? Well, it functioned both as protection and his warmth. That's what the Holy Spirit will do in your life. Protection and warmth. Out of the abundant, oh, and then he says this, um, that, that, um, that the whole, when we're full of the Holy Spirit, we're empowered with boldness. What does the Holy Spirit say? Well, chapter 15 of John and verse 26 says this, is that he, Jesus speaking, he says, what the Holy Spirit will say, he will testify about me. What does the Holy Spirit talk about? Holy Spirit talks about Jesus. If we've been in a meeting together here and the Holy Spirit was powerful and active, we'd leave thinking and talking about Jesus. We wouldn't say, what an awesome message, unless it pointed people to Jesus. What the Holy Spirit says is he testifies about what Jesus, this beautiful little love triangle that takes place between the Trinity is phenomenal. Because the Holy Spirit is talking about Jesus, and Jesus says, I only say the things that I see my Father do. Well, Jesus is talking about the Father, and the Father says, no, I'm going to send the Spirit. And they're all encouraging and building each other up. How does that work? I don't know. It's a mystery. But I think it's cool. I think we should be doing the same thing. We should be lifting and talking up one another, not talking them down and calling them down and criticizing. We should be the most building, positive, lifting people in Calgary. That's what we should do. <laughs> Those people, they're filled with the Holy Spirit and they're always encouraging us out of the abundance of the heart he speaks. Uh, it, so so um, thirdly or fourthly or whatever, what's the Holy Spirit's function? Uh, I just find this very fascinating. In chapter 16 of John, it talks about the work of the Holy Spirit. I'm just gonna refer to a few portions here, verse 12. Oh, there's so much more that I wanna tell you, but you can't hear it right now. You're hearing his voice that Jesus wants to talk more about what's gonna happen. Oh, there's so much more that I wanna tell you. When the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into all truth. I love that. I needed to be guided into truth. <laughs> he doesn't say I'm going to guide you into new truth. He says, I'm gonna guide you into all truth. There's nothing new under the sun. Truth always has been, lies need to be created. He said, I'm going to lead you into all truth. Um, I love that he's not the new guy on the block. 
and he's been here since day one. In Genesis chapter one, it says, and the Spirit of God was hovering over its surface. What is the, what's the Holy Spirit's function? Let me just submit to you today, the one of his functions is to hover over darkness. He's not intimidated by our darkness. He's not all confused about your sinful attitudes, your addictions, or your strange and wonderful desires. He hovers, and as he hovers over darkness, he's waiting for a word. Can, can I just offer that to you today? That when you're talking to someone, and they begin to share with you some challenges and difficulties that you have, that they're, they're facing, don't be threatened or intimidated by that. The Holy Spirit is just waiting for you to bring a truth and for you to bring some hope because he requires people who are full of the Holy Spirit to release spirit words. Jesus said, these words I speak are life. People all around you are waiting for words of life. And the Holy Spirit was at the beginning. What's he doing? He's doing the same thing right now. He's hovering over situations. He's waiting for you and I to declare the word of the Lord over some situations, some circumstances, some mountain that still needs to be moved. Who will we be the ones, who will be the ones who will bring the word of the Lord and come into agreement with the Holy Spirit as he's hovering over places of darkness? And when we say, let there be light, it says, and there was light. You and I are those light bearers. And so here when we're gathered in church in a morning like this morning, Clearly, the Holy Spirit's activity is within us. But may I suggest that he's also waiting for collectively for us to bring the purposes and truths of God into our lives. That he's hovering. I love that. I love when we looked at the, the story about later on that, that, that the ark, which was a picture of Jesus, I believe, and then out of his side, out of a window, came a dove, which out of his side came the beautiful church, and he lets go a dove, and the dove goes out to see if it's clean out there. May, may I suggest to you that, that the Holy Spirit is actively looking over Calgary, and he's not distressed, and he's not disturbed by some of the darkness, and the dangers, and the discouragement, and the depression, but he is waiting for somebody to activate the truth and lead us into truth so we can declare it in places of darkness, and we'll come out, we'll come back with an with a olive branch and say, no, 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 we're bringing peace to this darkness. We're bringing peace to this situation, and you and I can do that because we have the mighty Holy Spirit within us. I love that about the Holy Spirit. Among other things, he counsels and he comforts and he guides us into truth. The fact is the Holy Spirit is constantly working, I believe, even without our knowledge. He's constantly at work. Before I came to Christ, the Holy Spirit was constantly at work in my life. He wasn't afraid of my addictions. He wasn't afraid of my uh, craziness. He wasn't afraid. He was very present. And, and we live in the day where the Holy Spirit, we're, we're promised in Joel chapter two, would be poured out over all flesh. He's, he's poured out over all flesh. What a thing. And he's at work in everybody's life around us. Now they have, may not acknowledge that, but he's at work in everyone's life. This is what I believe. And he's hovering over these places of distress and discouragement and darkness. What, the other thing that he said he would do is that, what, the, what does the Holy Spirit 
reveal. 2 Corinthians chapter, or sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse, sorry, chapter two and verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit that's from God, that we might know the things that he has freely given us. I, I like to think of, I, I like when I go on a website where it says free stuff. <laughs> I once, actually, this, this is how bad it is. I once came home in our back alley, someone was throwing out a, a chair, it only had three legs. I was so happy I brought it home because it was free. I've been delivered from that, by the way. Stayed in our basement, you could never sit on it, it was useless. <laughs> I used to think, well, if it's free, it's for me, but it's, that's not the case anymore. <laughs> what, what will the Holy Spirit do? He'll, he'll remind you of the things that have been freely given to you. There's nothing for sale in the kingdom of God. You can't buy anything. But the, but the Lord has things that he's freely given to you. And how are you gonna know what they are? The Holy Spirit will show you that. He says that, that you, we might know the things that he has freely given us by God. Bible's full of promises that we might miss if, we're not, if it's not for the Holy Spirit pointing them out. I wanna know the things that have been freely given to me. Well, the Holy Spirit will point them out for you. And lastly, the Holy Spirit is prayer. The Holy Spirit is prayer. Zechariah chapter 12, and verse 10, he's referred to as the spirit of grace and prayer. In the NIV, it's called the spirit of grace and supplication. Let me just suggest to you that you can't pray without the Holy Spirit because he is prayer. What does that mean? I don't know completely, but it at least means, it at least means. Because I, I've wondered about, like, if, why, why would, why would um, the Holy Spirit not just go right past Jesus and just talk about the Father? Because, because I think the way to the Father is through there's one way to the Father, through Christ. So, so he's prayer, I just love this, a spirit of grace and supplication. Here's what I've found out. I've discovered that I can have two conversations at the same time. I'm not talking about the voices in my head. <laughs> but I can have two conversations at once. Let me, let me just, uh, this, is, this is about as practical as this message is gonna get right now. Did you know that when you're in an argument, no, 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 a discussion with your wife, <laughs> that you can ask the Holy Spirit what to say, not think of a rebuttal, that you can ask him. And he, because we're told that even when we stand before, if we end up in court, that he'll actually put words, give us words if we choose to speak to him. Did, did, did you know that you can be, so this is what happens to me all the time. Now I don't always choose to agree, but he's present, just as, just as present as your thoughts. And when you're in a situation, you're not sure what to do, here's what you can do. You can, be, you can just say, Holy Spirit, help me out here. He's there. You gotta believe that this works. I mean, can I just encourage you to try that? Next time you're in a discussion with your spouse and they don't seem to be that full of the, full of the Holy Spirit and they're not comforting <laughs> and they're not encouraging. Because what happens when I say, ask my wife to be a little bit more loving and a little more kind, she said, I'm not your mother, I'm your wife. I, I said, well, that's not fair. <laughs> my mom used to be a good comforter, um, but she's my wife. Yet we're different. But here's what can happen, and here's what will also often happen. It'll be very counterintuitive. Because I've, when I've asked him what to say, many times he'll say, say don't say a thing. <laughs> well, what? But the, when the Spirit is present in your life, he'll give you self-control. You can shut up. 
My grandpa used to say, it's better to keep your mouth shut and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> so here's, here's what I find. I'm, I'm, having, I'm having coffee with someone and they're actually trying, they're wondering, they're thinking, you know, life's about over and I think it's useless, it's hopeless, I don't know what to do and I don't know what to do or say and you sit there, but here's what you can do in that conversation. You say, Holy Spirit, what would you like to say to this person? Yeah. It's always comforting, it's always encouraging and it's always uplifting. You can do that. When you're sitting in a boardroom and you're wondering about what decision do I make and what's gonna happen here, just go ahead as you're listening, go look and nod, but say, Holy Spirit, what do you want you to say? What would you like to do here? What would you like to say? You'd be surprised. And then you'll think to yourself, someone says, great idea. If you're not careful, you'll take credit. <laughs> but what does he do? He's leading you into truth. He's counseling you. And what if you're just the only guy in the office that says, you know what, I'm not sure what to do, but this is a great idea, we're gonna make it happen. What about that? What if, you could, if that's all you can figure out, and then as you're saying that, something else starts to happen. Why don't we double this, triple this, get rid of that, and why don't we, and you'll go, where'd that come from? I'm awesome. <laughs> High five yourself. That's the Holy Spirit's activity in your life. How many would like to be fuller of the Holy Spirit? Now I've said all that stuff. Okay, we're gonna have an altar call. All right, there's no other way that we can pray without ceasing, I don't think. I've tried, honestly. I pray in the spirit a lot. But I've decided that rather than praying in another language, that I'm gonna be present. And I'm gonna be communicating with the Holy Spirit moment by moment. What do you wanna do? What do you wanna say? What are you up to? Just to be present. I just wanna encourage you when you're with, wherever you are, like be there. Be present, and you don't need to talk about yourself. People wrapped up in themselves make small packages. But be, but be thinking of the other person and be asking the Holy Spirit, what does this person need? I, honestly, just, just be present and pray. That's like I believe pray without, pray without ceasing. To illustrate this more, yesterday I was washing the car, <laughs> naturally, and it rains today. Um, I was washing the car and, you know, I don't have like a, um, anyway, I, I use a garden hose. And I'm out there and all of a sudden, you know, the hose quit working. And I wonder, what the heck? Is my wife, did she, what, what went on? And I instantly thought of the same thing here. I, I, I pulled the hose through the garage, it got stuck in a little place and what was wrong? The, the, no, no, the flow was still strong, but the thing got kinked. Yeah. If, you just, if you just got a trickle, that's not enough. There's no problem in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. There's no problem with the poor. The problem with our, is our position and, are we, and, our, and our listen. Nothing wrong with the, uh, it's the receiver, not the sender. It's, it, it's all been poured out. He's not pouring out his spirit again and again and again and again. It's us that need to be filled again and again and again. It's all been poured out. So that's what's available today for us. Um, I, I would just like us to stand because, because I think there's a river of the Holy Spirit that's moving and is about to move in our church like it's never moved before. But it needs people who are willing to flow with it and not be afraid of it, <laughs> not be afraid of Him. And this morning, I just want to ask for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit on everyone who's ready because the requirement to be filled is to be thirsty. <laughs> that's really it. For all who thirst... 
If any, is anybody thirsty? Let them come and drink freely. Anybody thirsty? Spirit of God, this morning, I thank you for a thirsty household, Lord, that wants more of you, that we're not afraid. <clears throat> we're not going to hold back on that thing we're to be full of. Instead, Lord, we're hungry for more. Lord, you said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Lord, let us be those people that tune into you moment by moment. Let us be those people, Lord, that will put courage into people who are discouraged. Let us be the one that puts hope into those that are without hope. Let us be the ones that put joy into those that are without joy. Father, by your spirit today, because you said you'd pour it out without measure, and we can be filled again and again and again and again. God, once more, I'm asking for a mighty wind, Lord, to blow in this place. I'm asking, Lord, that mouths will be filled with your truths, Lord, and that you would not just hover, Lord, but you'd be released through the minds and the mouths of your body, the church. God, I declare favor and blessing and infilling today in the name of Jesus. And I ask, Lord, you said that if you, if anyone asks for a fish, that a father wouldn't give them a stone, how much more will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? God, this morning we're asking for a fresh infilling of your mighty Holy Spirit in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to, as we close, we're going to sing that do it again. I know you've done it before. It's not, to me, it's not helpful that, that David killed a giant. That's, that's, that's nice story. What's helpful is if he's still killing giants today. Uh, that's what I want. I'm not, like, it's a nice story that he poured out the spirit of Pentecost. It's not that helpful. What's helpful is he poured out the spirit today. If you need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, we got prayer team that's ready to pray for you. It's just simply this, come thirsty, come hungry, come strong. God's going to do it again. He's going to pour it up mightily. We're going to be those people who will be builders of other people. And that's how we build the church. Father, I bless this body today. I thank you, Lord, today for your mighty Holy Spirit that's moving again. And I thank you as we leave, Lord, we leave full of your spirit. God, we declare and we decree today that we'll use, we will use our words and our gifts to build people that you place around us. I thank you, Lord, that you're not afraid of darkness and neither are we. We are people of the light. So we go forward in the name above every name, the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Through those doors walk powerful people filled with the mighty Holy Spirit. Amen. Your release, go and change your world. If you want prayer, please come forward. Amen.